When you started school this year, you embarked on a journey that was foreign to all of us. Some of us went back to the classroom in person. Some of us were teaching virtually and even more of us were juggling this magical thing called hybrid learning. Now, the world of teaching was turned upside down, but not just for teachers, it was turned upside down for our students as well. Social emotional learning has become more important now for our students than ever. Today, I'm gonna to share with you five tips for integrating social emotional learning into your math and literacy centers so that you can make sure that the emotional and mental needs of your students are a priority. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Teaching Made Easy podcast, where it's all about simple systems that actually work so you can finally teach and give your students bigger impact in their learning. Teaching is hard, y'all, but what if I told you that sometimes we make it harder than it has to be? I'm Farah, CEO of Farah Henley Education and host of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I've been an educator for almost 25 years, and to say I've seen a thing or two is an understatement. I know how much you pour your heart and soul into your students and your classroom, and I want to help you find some simple ways to have a bigger impact without breaking the bank or spending all your free time focused on school. You don't have to be a Pinterest teacher to be a great teacher, and that is what this podcast is all about. So grab your favorite beverage, head out on that walk, or just soak the day away in a bubble bath. But sit back and let's enter the world of teaching made easy. Welcome back, educators, to another episode of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. Super excited to have you this week. If you are new here, We are so excited that you found the podcast and we want to welcome you to the Teaching Made Easy family. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. And we want to ask all of you if you would do us a favor. So here at the podcast, our biggest goal is to impact as many teachers and students as we possibly can. And we need you in order to do that. So if you would do us a favor and just hit the pause button really quickly and then take a screen Take a screenshot of your phone or a selfie of you listening to the podcast and jump over on Instagram or Facebook and share that out and tag us. You can tag us on both platforms at Farrah Henley Education and we are going to be drawing a winner from and giving away a TPT gift card to everyone who are to from a winner that we draw from everyone that shares it, shares the podcast out on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So get over there. Like I said, take a screenshot, uh, go share it over on Instagram or Facebook, tag us at Fairy Henley Education, and then we're going to give it um, probably until Friday, maybe Saturday or Sunday, and then we are going to draw a winner from those who have tagged us on social media. So if you want to be entered into win that TP, TPT gift card. Just again, take a screenshot, share it on social, tag us at Fairy Henley Education, and uh, we will get you entered. And we can't wait to give away that gift card. Winners will be announced on our social media. So make sure you're watching our social media on Saturday and Sunday for that winner to be announced so that you can email our support team and grab your prize. All right, guys. So let's dive in to today's episode. As I said, I'm going to be sharing with you five tips for uh, integrating social emotional learning into your math and literacy centers in your small group instruction. Now, tip number one is know your students' emotional needs 
before you start grouping your students. Now, last week I talked about how to group your students and we talked about heterogeneous and homogeneous, but this is another level of, um, of, of data that you need to be thinking about when you're grouping your students. And I touched a little bit on it last week when I talked about students getting along with each other. But if you've got social emotional uh, learning data that you can use when you're grouping your students, you are going to be able to make sure that your groups are going to work and function properly. So what are some things that you want to look at when you are um, grouping your students and you're integrating that social emotional um, component into your grouping? Well, you're going to want to look at any trauma or adversity that your students might be facing or have dealt with in their past. You're also going to want to think about any um, upcoming events that might be uh, going to affect their behavior or their emotional um, well-being. For example, if you have a student who has a mom who's expecting, then you know that student is probably going to be dealing with some things um, as they become a big brother or big sister, regardless of if they've been a big brother or big sister uh, to another sibling, um, we know that there is a little bit of an adjustment period there. So being able to do that check-in with your students is going to allow you to know some um, very critical data when you start grouping your students. Now, it is also going to help you plan the next steps. So for example, maybe um, you know that your students have had some adversity or you know your students have had some trauma and you're able to go ahead and plan for things that might come up in your groups and you can make those next steps so that if an issue does arise, you've already got systems in place to deal with those. So those are some things to think about. And that goes right along with what we talk about in our Easy Centers framework with making sure that you have things in place and systems in place for common interruptions or common things that are going to come up. This is one of those components, making sure that you've got systems in place to deal with issues that might arise due to the emotional needs of your students. Now, a really good way to do this, um, especially when you're getting a new group of students, is to just do some morning check-ins with your students. I love using a morning journal um, or just you know having some morning work out for your students. And then you can call your students up to your desk and you can do a really quick check-in and keep a morning journal of those check-ins with your students. Another really good point is that with the, the landscape of the school year this year, you've got students who are dealing with um, being in their homes and inviting you as a teacher into their homes. And there's a lot of uh, things that might be going coming up for students who are dealing with maybe some things they don't want others to know are going on. And that's something to keep in mind when you're grouping your students, um, even with your virtual students as well. Now, tip number two is to integrate social emotional learning into your centers with a writing center. Now, I love having very specific games in my centers and specific things, but if you want to set up a writing center and then make journaling part of that writing center, that is a great way to do check-ins with your students and really get to know them and their social emotional needs. So by setting up a writing center, and maybe it is a, a, a center that they go to if they're a fast finisher, or maybe Maybe it's a, a special center that they go to, but I think integrating the social emotional learning into something like a writing center is a great way for you to check in with your students and really let them know that when they write in their journal,
journals. I did this and I let my students know that nobody was going to read those journals except for me. And if they didn't want me to read them, then they could let me know and I wouldn't read them. But it really gives them a way to really write about their feelings and write about some things that might be going on that they might not otherwise talk about. So do you use uh, a writing center or journaling in your classroom? I want to know in the comments. Another place that you can integrate social emotional learning is in reading centers. Now, these are not just your typical games like your grammar games or your reading games. I'm talking about an actual reading center where they're going to be reading. Make sure that you are picking books for these centers that have characters that look like them, that they can relate to. Make sure that there's stories that your students might be going through. For example, like I said at the beginning, if you have a student who has a mom who's expecting, then maybe the reading center with a reading response sheet that you're going to put into your math or your literacy centers is going to have a book about a little boy becoming or a little girl becoming um, a sibling. So those are just some ways for you to really think about the things that are going on in your students' lives and integrate that into the activities that they're doing by choosing books for your library, books that you read aloud books for your reading centers that have characters and situations and stories that they can actually relate to is one way that you can integrate that social emotional learning into your small group learning and your math and literacy centers. So let me ask you, what have you done this year? Do you have any suggestions for books that are great for those social emotional learning needs that you have brought into your classroom to help your students connect more with the text that they're reading. I would love to know in the comments. Now, the next tip that I wanna share with you is problem solvers. Now, I talk about this in the Easy Centers framework when I talk about making sure that you have systems in place for everything that might come up so that you aren't interrupted at your uh, small group table. But this is a great opportunity for you to get some of those communication skills, some of that teamwork, that leadership, those responsibility roles into your math and literacy centers by setting up those systems for common interruptions. And it allows your students to be able to problem solve. But you've got to know your students. If you know you have a student that struggles with problem solving, then you're going to want to make sure that you have a system in place if they are out of a supply, if they lose their crayons, if they uh, break a pencil. Because listen, I have been in classrooms and had students where breaking a pencil will cause a complete meltdown. So if you know this, if you're connected to your students and you know that this might be an issue, have a system in place for that specific student if something comes up. Now, the fifth way that I think is one of the key things with helping your students with their social emotional learning is to give them jobs. Now, I talked about this a little bit last week when we talked about grouping our students, but give them roles, give them jobs within the math and literacy center groups, within their groups that they're learning with. Give them the job of the setup person, the cleanup person, the questioner. Um, who, who are your most reliable students for them to go to if they have a question? Make sure you have jobs set up so that your students learn how to work together. They learn those responsibility skills. They learn leadership skills and all of that. Make sure you have all of that set up so that your students' social emotional, social emotional learning is uh, and the needs of that are met within those roles. 
But again, this goes back to checking in with your students so that you know which students are going to be able to fulfill those roles the best. But I still encourage you to give those even most difficult students the opportunity to rise to the occasion and grow their leadership skills as well. And yes, it's going to be more work on your part, but the reward in the end is the greatest reward ever. Make sure you check the description down below for a checklist that you can use for your students and even your most vulnerable students. You can use it as a quick check-in with your students daily, and you can use this to just get an idea of where they're at. And oftentimes you don't even have to meet with your students. You can just use the checklist on your own. Do you need to use this with every single student? Not necessarily, but it is a great tool for you to use when you have those specific students that are going to need that check-in with you for you to keep track of their emotional needs. Social emotional learning is a vital part of our educational system today. Therefore, it's important for us to try to help our students grow not only academically, but emotionally. And integrating that social emotional learning into our centers is a simple way that we can help our students easily get the mental care that they need and emotional care that they need in order to grow into independent grown-ups. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode by clicking the link in the description to jump over to the show notes. I know your time is valuable as a teacher, and I am honored that you chose to spend a piece of it with me. Help other teachers like you find the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes are available. Thanks again for listening, and most importantly, keep being educational rock stars.